Previously on Those Were the Days. This episode was about cocaine. <laughs> and then just say, 16. It's a lot because right after that, thank you very much. He, he just, just is a Tony, though. So this is where his typecasting came from. Which, if you're not familiar with drugs, which I wasn't. He's uh-huh. a cocaine sommelier. I know about this show more about the cast than I do actually watching it. Travis, you pitched weed. It's not good, but you like chewing it. When you can go toe-to-toe with Andy Kaufman in his prime and be yeah. as funny, if yeah. not funnier, that is some heavyweight comedy chops. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Those Were the Days, the show that looks at old TV through a nostalgic lens but with modern eyes. My name is Amy, and I just want to say thank you for being a friend. That's right, we're wrapping up our series on drug episodes with the Golden Girls. But I can't do it alone, so it's a good thing I've got my girls here with me. There's our Southern Belle, Audie. Hi there, I've only been taking these pills for, let's see, uh, 30 years. The one with a story for everything, Stephen. I'm pretty sure I'm a Rose, but I really wish I was a Sophia. And the tall, surly one, Travis. I mean, we all wish we were Sophia. Let's be let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Golden Girls, 177 episodes over seven seasons from 1985 to 1992. Um, so, this is as we have established. This is my show. This is my favorite show. Um, so, just show of hands. For how many of you was this your first ever episode of the Golden Girls? Audie. Actual sitting Steven. down and watching an yeah. episode intentionally. Steven. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, nope. like, Not in real. the background. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so here's, I mean, so obviously it's a part of the cultural zeitgeist, right? Like if you say who the Golden Girls are, even if you haven't seen it, you know who they are. Um, a few fun things, since this is the first time that we are talking about this show. Um, so uh, Estelle Getty, who plays Sophia, she was the second youngest on the show, um, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. This show was wild for the amount of topics that it covered, right? Because, like, you know, this drug episode takes a little different turn than a lot of the other ones that we've covered. Um, but they covered things like um, homosexuality, uh, abuse, um, like teen pregnancy, assisted suicide, like a myriad of things. And yet somehow manages to be like an absolutely hysterical show 100% of the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this show holds a very special place in my heart um, because when I was in college, I had the biggest television on the dorm floor. It's a 19-inch with the built-in VCR, baby. Ooh. And, uh, oh, man. I think it was Thursday nights, like Nick at Night or whatever, had Golden Girls episodes on. There were two episodes. It was on at like 11 o'clock. Um, so Tom from down the hall would come down, and me and my roommate and Tom from down the hall would watch the Golden Girls. And they were running through them in order. 
And so we got to the finale and like <laughs> we cried and it was very good. Uh, so this this show is this show is wild. Um, one of the conceits that they establish in the uh, pilot of the show and then never revisit, but it does explain a bit, is that uh, so Sophia had had a stroke, which is how she wound up in Shady Pines, the retirement home. Um, and the stroke destroyed the part of her brain that uh, censors what she speaks. And so this is why <laughs> Sophia is constantly being Sophia. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, isn't away that just what a, being old? What a lucky break. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she actually has um, an excuse. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I had a stroke a few years ago. So can't, just... <laughs> I, yeah, I can't. I can't filter. Sorry. <laughs> um, so... I, I don't know, like, I don't know if I was just, like, straight up picking a first episode for someone to watch. I don't know that I would pick this one, but it does have a lot of good stuff in it all the same. Uh, I think the only thing we're really ultimately missing is we don't have a Sophia picture at Sicily 1917 story yeah. in this one. Uh, but we've got a lot of Rose, and that's a-okay. Uh, so this episode opens up in the kitchen, and... Uh, Dorothy is making milkshakes, malted milks. And the snappy one-liners that occur in the beginning of this episode is absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, like, I've seen this episode a-, a zillion times, right? But I haven't, like, focused in a long time. And so it starts off with, like, you know, Dorothy used to work at a malt shop. And so she's just going to drink the dregs from the bottom of the... <laughs> The bottom of the blender. As yeah, loudly I used to work and at obnoxiously a... as mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. Is it, is it, <laughs> Sophia walks in and says, it is, is it any wonder I never breastfed? <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I just share that I actually took a note that says it took 15 seconds before I was already busting the gut. <laughs> like, that show opened and I'm like, holy moly. I'm in. Well, um, even just I mean, before the that, line where, Betty White uh, responds to being somebody says soda jerk soda and jerk. Soda she's jerk. like, "What? No, I'll have a malted." <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Um, it was so good because this, you know, because the other part of this is this is the fourth season, right? So these relationships are very well established by this point. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, Sophia has been to the mini mall. Uh, no, she broke out of her room and overpowered the guards with a shiv she carved from a bar of soap. No, a gun. She said she carved a whittled a gun, a gun, yeah. a gun, a gun. out of a bar of soap. There's another. She the breaking out of her room bit. It happens a fair amount. Um. So, so this is the the we're introduced to the B plot of this episode, which is that Sophia they've opened a new taste of Sicily pizza parlor uh, at the mini mall. And she's going to star in a commercial. She met a director. She's going to star in a commercial. And they're going to film it right at the house. Um, Now, uh, Blanche has misgivings about recording in her kitchen because this is Blanche's house. Blanche owns the house Mm -hmm. and she rents to Mm -hmm. the other three. Uh, Later, at one point, she does wind up selling them all shares in the house um, because it's a whole thing. Otherwise, they're going to have to move out. Um, and it's a big deal, but, uh, so, so Blanche is like, I don't want, you know, I don't want all this video equipment in my kitchen. 
<laughs> and like Betty White's ability. So Betty White had done a show previous to this where she was a very Blanche character. Um, and she was actually supposed to be Blanche in this, but they decided it was like too similar. Her ability to deadpan deliver these lines is oh. just bonkers. Her I mean, timing mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Unbelievable. When you have a show where Rue McClanahan is probably the fourth best of the comedians of the four of them, <laughs> yeah, that's setting a high bar, okay? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, Betty White as Rose, it's just, it's per- her timing is impeccable and it's so, so well done. Because that line. So earnest. It's just, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, oh, why don't I love it. we can shoot it in your bedroom? The video equipment's already there. And that's not like a judgment <laughs> call. That's not like, she's not, like, it's literally no. problem solving. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what's funny, too. Yeah, like, the, the fact solution. that it was just, everybody was like, yeah, this is true. <laughs> like, everybody is straight faced. Like, I don't know how many takes it takes them to get through filming an episode, <laughs> but the ones that they have, like, everybody keeping a straight face through all of this, I'm amazed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so good. So so then we get to the A-plot. Uh, Rose has gone to the cabinet to look for her bottle of pills. And she's like, has anybody seen a bottle of pills? Sophia's like, oh, brown bottle, uh, pharmacy label, your name on it. Yeah. Haven't <laughs> seen it. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um, so Sophia has accidentally knocked her pills down the sink. And she is angry. She goes off. She's not angry. She's upset. And she's like, well, maybe I have another, you know, another uh, another bottle in my bedroom. Dorothy's like, how could you not tell her about that? She's like, well, pardon me. I, I forgot. I, you know, my mind isn't what it used to be. A lot of me isn't what it used to be. <laughs> I used to have a butt you could bounce a quarter off. Now you can lose a Krugerrand. In the folds, <laughs> which is a big gold coin that's like an inch and a quarter in diameter. It's like such that. smart comedy. Mm-hmm. It's so smart, but it's also just so crude, mm-hmm. but like family TV crude. Yes. It's, and, I, I'm but, stunned by it. And it's, you know, it's like, I mean, like old ladies, they say stuff, man. My yeah. my uh, my vava my my mother's mother who was like four foot nothing, man, she said some stuff. <laughs> I learned some hard. Well, your lessons. judgment part of your brain's the first thing yeah, to go. You not? know, that's the first thing mm-hmm. that you wipe out as you age. I mean, I've, so they, I've they noticed. I've noticed this side of forty. I care a lot less <laughs> about, right. about what I'm saying. It's a survival mechanism, yep. really. Like, look, you spent most of your life being anxious about who you are. Yeah, like, just get over I can't it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just don't have time. And the best part about that is Sophia delivers that line and leaves, and it just leaves it just leaves Dorothy and Blanche to just look appalled. <laughs> <laughs> because you know yeah. they are now picturing her butt because they cannot help it because she's been very descriptive. Yes. <laughs> You're um, not the only ones. I was like, oh, it's, not, it's we're not all, good. We're all there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the next scene is um, the following day when um, the director, Sai, is having a meeting with uh, Sophia. So, this is uh, actor Jay Thomas. Um, 
he was in a whole bunch. Like he's a bit actor in a bunch of stuff. But I know him from Mr. Holland's Opus. He was the gym teacher that helped Mr. Holland sort of settle into school. Oh, um, yeah. So um, they're there going over things, and Dorothy comes home, and she's oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. And uh, like, no, no, no. It's, you know, wait, this is your daughter? Sigh. I promise I won't be flattered if you say she's my sister. <laughs> you say you thought she was my sister. Um <laughs> So we're going to redo the whole show. We're going to, this is great. It's a family restaurant. It's going to be a family commercial. I don't know, Cy. Maybe we should have planned that out ahead of time, but it's fine. A lot of this is very. um, This is how commercials get done in the real world, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. Especially especially this part where Blanche comes in. Dorothy's like, I'm going to be in the commercial too. And Blanche says, I told you, I don't want people like traipsing through my kitchen. And Cy says, we'll pay you $1,000 a day. $1,000 in 1980, whatever money. We'll pay you $1,000 a day. And Blanche is like, let me give you the tour. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who wouldn't? I'd turn around and be like, how much of the house do you need? Absolutely. Exactly. Um, (laughs) So we walk into the kitchen where, uh, where Rose is... This is another classic, like, this is a classic Rose move. Um, She's baking some weird Scandinavian dish uh a hump and floggle cake um and it collapses because they made too much noise and she flips out yeah she does um Mm -hmm. which i thought was like real real right like that that's what i like about this episode is that they've done a good job of making it like because you're like you don't necessarily know exactly what's going on at this point right um so Rose flips out. She's like, get out. Um, and then the next day, everything's fine. Loved meeting your director friend yesterday. <laughs> so Rose and, Rose and Blanche on. obviously want to know. Like, they care. They want to know what's going on. Can, can we talk about one little side tangent with the yeah. with Cy there? When Rose is flipping out, he's like, if I wanted this kind of abuse, I'd be directing the Roseanne Barr show. <laughs> Still applicable. <laughs> Um, yeah. Roseanne yeah. had just started. Like mm-hmm. Roseanne was in their first year. Roseanne was on ABC. This show was on NBC. That was a super <laughs> dig. Oh yeah, that was a burn. Like holy cow! Says <laughs> the was the rap the rap burns. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. you write a rap song. To, what do you call that? That's got a diss track. Anyway, diss track. yeah, that's right. Diss track. This is the, the diss episode. <laughs> yep. Um, still inapplicable. Uh, <laughs> statement. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so, so Dorothy and Rose are going to try and find out what's going on. I mean, Dorothy and Blanche are going to try and figure out what's going on with Rose. Um, because I mean, they are they are family at this point, and they care. And she's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, I was a little on edge, but I'm fine now." And she's got her bottle of pills; she's putting it away in the cabinet. And so they they finally ask her. They're like, "What?" What are those pills? She's like, oh, I just, you know, they're for my back. Wrenched my back. I didn't know you'd hurt your back. Oh, yeah. It's an old farm injury from St. Olaf. And we do get a good, this is a real good St. Olaf story. Yeah. Big mm-hmm. fan of this one. <laughs> it's back from when when Bessie was too old to pull the plow. And <laughs> there's so much good rose in this. Because it's, oh, no, 
So why didn't you get another mule? Well, no, it's a big fat woman that pulls plows. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What about a tractor? Well, if she was too old to pull a plow, she couldn't pull a tractor. <laughs> like, so no ropes. And the best part is that we like all of Saint Olaf is like this. Like it, this is not Rose's perception. Rose is not an anomaly. And I I like it because it's not it's it's a twist on the traditional like southern yokel, right? Yeah. Mhm. Um and it's not that she's from Minnesota and she is got a heart of gold and not much else. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need background on the Saint Olaf thing. Is that a running joke throughout the series? Yeah, I so, didn't know anything so about Saint, it. Yeah. Saint Olaf, same. Minnesota is where Rose is from. Um, oh, okay. And so it's she a tells, town. It's a town, the town of St. Olaf. Gotcha. Um, mm. Like, think Lake Wobegon, but dumber. Um, <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and um, it, it comes up a lot. Uh, they go there at one point, which is fun. There's a few flashbacks. There's one where where Rose meets someone that knows of St. Olaf, and she's like, there's just so many dumb people there. Oh, not, you know, not you, not your, you know, I don't mean your family. It just seems like per capita, they have more than their fair share. And Rose just goes, oh, well, per capita, you're probably right. She doesn't know what it means. Um, so, and it's it's very, as a lot of those Midwestern, northern towns are, like, it's very Scandinavian. And so she uses mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of Scandinavian made up curses she uses a lot. Of, there's a lot of dumb foods. One point, she makes pickled herrings that have red hots for eyes. It's just there's interesting. It's a lot. Okay, it's a lot. And so it's the same. Like it's the play on the like southern yokel with the possum stew and the mm-hmm. overalls. Except instead, of, like because we have we have Blanche, who's our southern belle. Right. Um, right. Uh, yeah. So that's that is Saint Olaf. Um, so we come to find out that, that Rose has been on these painkillers for like 30 years. Um, and I mean, it's, you know, and you got to think, right? Like it's the eighties, right? Like it's not like now where, you know, if, you know, like it'd be a lot easier for something like that to slip through slash them not care, you know, like, Oh yeah. Hey, I need more of my pills. Yeah, sure. You got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like this is normal. Yeah. Now, like I uh so I when I had my wisdom teeth out, they gave me Vicodin. And uh took it at bedtime. First night. Great. Took it at bedtime the second night. Great. Third day, I was feeling pretty good. I was like, I don't think I need to take it tonight. And there was part of my brain that goes, Yeah, but we could and i was like holy cow that was like uh-huh. seriously was yeah. fast mm-hmm. it takes what? no time mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dude yeah, it feels really Ooh. nice well, my wife had knee surgery once and they put her on uh was, i don't know some strong pain pill and it was like two days of taking that and yep. like, she had the shakes when she tried to kick it Ooh. like like could not sleep mm-hmm. i'm like it went that fast yeah like this is no, give me Tylenol and I'll just suffer. <laughs> Forget this stuff. And, I'm never touching it. And this is a show that was tackling that kind of an idea in 1989. 
yeah. that mm-hmm. she's hooked on painkillers. Like, and there's a there is a great joke uh, at the expense of the NBA from uh, from Sophia. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that of pain, you know really. Of, what is it? <laughs> it's something about. You know, well, they oh, say, there's a place for people with a pro- with this pro- with this kind of problem. Like there are yeah, places right. for people with these kind of problems. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's she going to do in the NBA? Please, what is she going to do in the NBA? Which I thought brilliant. was hilarious. Like at any given time, there's a given sports thing yeah. that would be poked fun of. Like you know, mm-hmm. at some point it would be baseball with all the steroids use. Yep. You oh, know, yeah. and then you know stuff with the NFL that we're talking about here and there all the time. Like, yeah, it's just funny. The NBA is what got me for some reason. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I don't know that I would have picked the NBA. I'd have been like NFL all day, but I guess maybe did maybe back then the NBA was, was well, rougher on the drugs. There was, there was a lot of mm-hmm. issues in the late seventies through the eighties. Um, yeah. In the okay. NBA. Well, I learned something today. Yeah. I learned from golden girl. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so all right. So Rose is hooked on whatever these painkillers are. Um, you know, Dorothy says, "Well, you know, there are rehab places. Like we can, we can get you help." And Rose is like, "Mm-mm, I'd be too embarrassed." Yeah. Uh, was Betty Ford embarrassed? Was Liza Minnelli embarrassed? She should have been. Did you see Arthur too? <laughs> Did you see Arthur too? That was the first time I've ever heard of Arthur too. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute! I didn't know there was an Arthur. Two. I, I liked Arthur one. Dudley Moore's the jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't watch two. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know there was an Arthur too. <laughs> um, so Rose decides like she she doesn't need to go to one of those places. She can kick it. And Dorothy very smartly because Dorothy is the smart one. Um. You know, she very reasonably says it could be dangerous if you do this on your own now, um, which is true of a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of drugs that you can't just stop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's like, no, look, wh- I-, I can do this. Just like if I can get through one night, I can do this. And so the girls, because they are supportive and loving, they're like, we're with you. You got it. Whatever you need. We are here from you. Um. Oh, because they the they find out she has the problem. She gives them the pills. She's like, I I can I can take them or leave them. Here you go. And then uh, they she everybody wakes up in the middle of the night to this noise in the kitchen, and it's Rose rearranging the kitchen cabinets because she couldn't sleep. Which actually happens mm-hmm. more than it's not just Rose, but that the middle of the night I can't sleep happens more than uh, rearranging the kitchen cabinets happens more than once in the series. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I mean, what else are you gonna do? I believe. You know? I believe Blanche. Uh, Blanche does shelf paper during a particular dry spell. She has. <laughs> um, nice. Well, I mean, the TV's off. It's just playing the the signal yeah. now. You know, yeah. what are you gonna do at two in the morning? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So. So they're like you. You said you could take this or leave it. Okay, but I'd like to take it. I, I can't. I can quit, but I can't quit tonight because tonight is the anniversary of the death of my dear cat Fluffy. You don't have cats. You're allergic to cats. You've never had cats. Okay. Well, tonight is the anniversary of the death of my beloved brother Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> Which for Rose's family, Fluffy is not out of the realm of possibility. This is true. <laughs> uh, 
so this is where they're like, if, if we can get through one night, then I'll be good. Um, and so they play a game. They're going to sit up and play a game. Uh, uh, Sophia's like, this is very touching. Well, good night. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so yeah. they're going to play a game. Um, Gubin Spritzer, which is uh, like Monopoly, but it's with St. Olaf landmarks. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I felt for Dorothy in this particular scene um, because I've had board game experiences like this. <laughs> um, so they're going through and, and Dorothy goes first and she draws a card and she's like, this is odd. I can either buy the library or the phone booth in the middle of town. I'll buy the library. It <laughs> says, I'd buy the phone booth. Why? People use the phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really so funny on turn, this she side. Moves her, little, the... moves her little, her little tractor. And she's like, Long and Hogan Avenue. I'm going to buy it. I win. How do you win? You bought one street. <laughs> I bought the only street. I'm going to tear down your phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> and Dorothy's rage in this moment. It's because so she and Blanche have made a pact that whatever Rose needs, this is what they're going to do. Whatever yep. she needs, we are here for her. We're doing it. And she's like, the, I, I, this game, I could just... And, <laughs> and uh, Blanche is like, Dorothy, she's like, I could just play this all night. <laughs> <laughs> and look, we've all played a board game like that at some point mm-hmm. where you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh, fine, I'll play it. Yeah, the one person who's really into it and you're just you're mm-hmm. just not. Mm-hmm. I have more often been the uh, the rose in this yeah. situation, though. Like, <laughs> let's all play Monopoly together and I'm just dragging people into the game just dragging them viciously saying no let's play and i can tell they hate it but i'm gonna have fun dang it. <laughs> you're all here and i have monopoly let's go when i was in high school a ex- uh, friend of mine his his dad had a summer house and so like a bunch of us went to stay there for a weekend and we found this old board game called sink the titanic and it was the greatest <laughs> board game in the entire world it's amazing it's so good um yeah I love old board, like old. A little morbid, but uh, yeah. let's go. That's good. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Like, did somebody play the iceberg? eBay. Yeah, no, it was one of those ones. There's a few games out like it now, but you had to like escape from wherever you were and get to a lifeboat, and you only had so much time, and it was sinking as you went. It's great. Oh wow, I need it. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> after they play the game, they're in the kitchen, which happens an awful lot. Um, and. You know, they're going to have a bunt cake. I love a good bunt cake. Which is odd. Like, this is this is out of character because cheesecake is the traditional Golden Girls snack. Which mm. um, is, you know, Rose doesn't want any. And Blanche goes, oh, I'll try some. Try some. Like, you know, <laughs> shovel it in every chance you can. Yeah, boy, Sophia, I, she is like, she's just, she's cutting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's a. I wrote that note too. Sophia's a dang rock star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, she is killing it. Um, so Blanche, uh, Blanche sympathizes with Rose because <laughs> while uh, she may not 
have gone through this exact kind of dependency. She too once tried to give something up. <laughs> um, Wonder what that was. Now, while Sophia's stories are all, they all take place in Sicily. We didn't have one in this episode, but uh, the, the, they all take place in the past in Sicily. And Rose's stories are all about dumb stuff that happens in St. Olaf. Blanche's stories are always missing one key piece of information. <laughs> uh, so Blanche tried giving up sex uh, mm-hmm. after her husband George died. Um, and uh, but a man, you know, there was a well, I mean, not even a month. And she fell off the wagon. Yeah. And onto and a naval onto base. A naval base. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, my other favorite one was, you know, it was like after George died, you know, and, and, and I, you know, it seemed like the right thing to do. Well, your husband had just died. Yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> so good. I was, I was cackling through this whole episode. My wife mm-hmm. was cleaning up the, the office. She was doing some organization and I had my headphones on trying to watch the show and she's like, what is so far? Like, you're going to sit down and watch this with me later because this is, I'm just losing it. Laughing like an idiot over here. Um, and then there's her flowery metaphor, right? I was like a blossom, a, a night blossom bl- blooming and okay. waiting for, waiting to be plucked for the first man who walks by. <laughs> he goes, you were looking for some nookie. Exactly. <laughs> and you know there there was a man and and he you know he he asked if i wanted to go to bed with him and i said no and and he he kept at it and and i i knew i couldn't do it alone so i called my sister oh and your sister talked to you talked to you you know talked to you about it she won better she came over and she gave him the what for (laughs) like really just because a guy hit on you oh did I forget to mention that the man was my sister's husband? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of those. Um, there's a lot of stories where there's a lot of stories that Blanche tells where you think they're going to be touching like, like interracial against the odds. You know what I mean? Like against the, the, the conformity of the, of the time. And then it just turns out that it was like, no, he was from New York. Like it's just like uh, there's always that one little little snippet. Um, so at this point, it's like, well, we might as well give up. Um, because it's 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 morning, fantastic, got through the night, way to go, Rose. Um, so now we get to see the commercial. (laughs) We're on a set. Of a very stereotypical uh, pizza place, and that's fine. And so it's it's Dorothy and Sophia at the table, and they've got this this you know young girl uh, acting as the waitress. Here, ma, here, ma. I found you some real good pizza, just like you used to get back home in Sicily. Dorothy has a problem with this because it is grammatically incorrect, and she's not wrong. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but. After the waitress girl delivers it perfectly, and Dorothy <laughs> tries to change the line to perfect pizza with pizzazz, I can act <laughs> and write. Um, they swap places. Dorothy as the waitress is phenomenal. Um, 
the waitress says, you know, all right, Grandma, I found you some real good pizza just like you used to get back in Sicily. And Dorothy slams it on the table. Slam. Sophia takes a bite and says, that's a mighty, that's a mighty lousy pizza. (laughs) She's never tried it before. And there was no amount of money that they could pay her to promote this slime on a shingle. We the learned, slime on a shingle thing was good. Yeah. We learned the two things a Sicilian won't do. <laughs> Lie about pizza and file a tax return. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I love this one. This one was pretty good because uh, Dorothy, I almost said Maud because she mm-hmm. plays the same <laughs> character Maud. Dorothy is very much uh, like a stoic figure. In this show, mm-hmm. and when she uh, when when she giggles and is excited about something, you're like, "Oh, look how happy she is!" And they immediately just ripped it out from <laughs> right her. I was so <laughs> sad. I was like, "Having so much fun!" I there's an episode, if especially if you like Happy Dorothy, there's an episode you have to watch. Um, that it would have been a good contender for guest stars uh, if I wasn't saving this for this, but uh, it um it has Dick Van Dyke. As a guest star. That's very good. Oh, excellent. Nice. Um, oh, sweet. I forgot about that one. So, uh, they get back, presumably. Dorothy walks into the kitchen, and Rose has just put a pill in her mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dorothy says, spit it out. And she tries to, Rose tries to be like, no. Nah. She's like, spit it out right now. And she puts out her hand. And so Rose spits it out. And she, Dorothy looks at it. And she goes, this is Fred Flintstone. His nose is dissolved, but it's definitely him. That was that was such a brilliantly delivered line because, mm-hmm. like, there's so much of this episode in this series that is Dorothy reacting to the ridiculous thing that Blanche says or the ridiculous mm-hmm. thing that uh, that Rose says, and B. Arthur just had like the perfect look for everything Mm -hmm. and that moment is great because it's it's not quite physical comedy in the traditional sense it's not slapstick physical comedy but it's all hinging on she puts her hand out like a mother like spit it out and then she looks at it and there's just that pause and then without ever changing like her face doesn't move and it's just like this is fred flintstone (laughs) it's so good (laughs) good. it's just amazing impressive and Mm -hmm. i had two thoughts right there one an old lady taking flintstones vitamins yes two (laughs) yeah was this like the best like just slide it in there endorsement from a product (laughs) i mean like product placement ever i'm willing to bet we could all still sing the flintstones vitamin song uh yeah flintstone kids 10 million one million strong oh 10 million strong and growing yeah yeah i remember that Mm -hmm. and what but you've got to take note that rose was also taking this flintstone vitamin with a glass of water like those are chewable dude like you can just (laughs) eat them well we do find out that she did she did also take one of her pain pills sure Mm -hmm. yeah um and so this is the point, like, this the scene with Dorothy is, is really good. And she's like, you know, I, I got through the night because I had you there and you were strong. You know, I felt safe and you were strong, but you're not enough. And so Dorothy is like, well, then let's let's get you some help. We can do, you know, there's there is zero judgment in any of this episode other than, you know, 
I mean, there's judgment, but not about that. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, not judgment of Rose, the judgment pizza. of Blanche. Yeah. The pizza is slime on a shingle. Um, <laughs> and there's, uh, you know, there's no judgment that Rose has a problem. She's like, you, you know, you have a medical problem. And so she's like, we'll call a recovery place. And Rose says, no, I think I should do it. I presume she's going to go call information because she did just walk over the phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't just know the number to the recovery place you unless do. you've been sitting on it mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. If yeah. you do, that, that's the first sign. Like that, forget admitting you have a problem. It's knowing, knowing the recovery center's phone number. 1-800-RECOVERY. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> just leave out like an E or something. Yeah. How many numbers? Don't worry about it. Just Too keep dialing until it rings. Show. Yeah. Yep. yeah, there you go. Um, Somebody will pick up. Yeah. So um, <laughs> our final scene that we, we get to, it's a month later, and it's the day that Rose is coming home. She's been in the hospital for a month, and they're getting ready for her to get there. And, you know, they point out, like, she's been on these pills for 30 years. Like, she could be an entirely different person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So she comes home and she's so happy and it's that, you know, you must be so glad to be cured. It's like, well, I'm not, you know, but, but I'll be okay. Like I I can do this. And, uh, you know, (laughs) and Sophia says, you know, you must be glad to have that monkey off your back. I didn't have a monkey on my back. She looks so annoyed at the very (laughs) suggestion. I didn't have a monkey on my back. But I did have a pet chicken named Gordon, who sang show tunes of all mm-hmm. the major Broadway hits. Now, I've known a lot of poultry that did music, and uh, let me tell you, he was the best. He was, thought he was quite a dancer, too, till we found out he had two left wings. And Dorothy and, <laughs> and Blanche are just like, no, same old Rose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. same old, <laughs> old Rose. <laughs> And it's just, I, it's real good. Um, so I, I liked, I picked this one for our drug episode because um, we did have, for the most part, like every other one that we've done has been illegal drugs, or at least at the time, yeah. at the time, yeah. illegal drugs. Um, in most places. Yeah. <laughs> and. Well, in most places, yeah. Um, you know, or, and, and it was, you know, like the thing that. The thing that I like about this is that Rose had a problem, but like it, it almost like it could have gone under the radar forever. Like they yeah. could have never known. Um, and, and it was like, it, it's just like something that could happen to literally anyone. Like I said, I'm like it in day three. I was like, mm, it's good. <laughs> I didn't. Well, in the, in the way they portrayed it too, where it, there wasn't a huge meltdown. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like she had she had a moment where she was very agitated, but then afterwards she was fine again. And, right. Yeah. And then it was just this genuine, sincere like worry from her friends, from her family about her. Yeah. And I liked the no judgment thing, and I really liked the line when she comes back from the rehab center a month later and she sits down on the couch. And for her reaction to be like, "Oh, I'm not cured, yeah. but I'll get through yeah. this." Like that, I loved that because that felt like mm-hmm. like what 
that felt real. Yeah. That didn't feel like yeah. sitcom mm-hmm. moment. Somebody who actually knows someone who's an addict gets it, you right. know, like yeah. and wrote right. that. Because uh, you, you don't, if you don't know any addicts or you haven't been in a conversation with them, you don't necessarily understand that it's not something you just get away from. Right. You know, you, mm-hmm. you just carry it around with you and you just, I'm going to keep it over there. But it's following me because you got to be vigilant. Right, because I mean, like, think about it's coming for you. even not necessarily the ones that we did, but, the you know, like other drug episodes, right? Is it's like... Oh well, you know everything's great now. No problem. Oh yeah, everything's mm-hmm. fine. Um, well, I think yeah. I think about over, this wasn't over the top. You know, yeah. this was yeah. really even keeled. Like I think about the Boy Meets World episode where Sean starts drinking and becomes an alcoholic, and then cured of his alcoholism in like a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, that one. That's a bit over the top. You know, it, right. that, that mm-hmm. doesn't quite mm-hmm. happen. Like that's what I liked about what we chose this month was. None of them were those really heavy-handed ones. Or if they were, it was the dinosaurs episode and it was where the heavy-handed yeah. part of it was <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was all played as an actual topic for, for humor. We yeah. all got some, mm-hmm. some fun out of it. And, and this one gives you a little bit of that. Like, oh, yeah, this is really funny, but this is also, like, a thing. But we're going to leave the, 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 the heavy part and the undertone. Like, yeah. if you know, you know. And this is... Kind of an encouragement to be a thing to be a friend, you could say mm-hmm. yeah. to your friends, and it's not maybe dealing with this. It's not a teen kid making a dumb choice. No, you right. know what it's I mean. A like mature woman who just and it wasn't even a like it wasn't even a thought. You know what I mean? It's it just it was just a thing that happened. Well, um, and and two, yeah. you could think about like you could easily logic away as none of them would have noticed that she's taking these pills because at that point in her life, she was probably taking several pills a day. Yeah, I'm sure everybody, it in was that just part of her pills. routine. Yeah. And so well, you wouldn't even think about it. And it right. wasn't until like she started getting agitated by not having them. Right. Um, and no one knowing what they were. Like, so what you're taking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, think I don't know. When I'm an what's old on the person, menu today, I expect to be standing around with my friends going through their pill packs going, what you got on Sunday? <laughs> How many are in there? <laughs> I got eight. How many ones? you got? No, you'd probably Seven? be sitting around the You're table rookie. going, hey, you got to take one of these because this is one I got to take. No, I got to take one of yeah. these. <laughs> yeah. Look how big this thing is. I'm like, sure I got to swallow of these this whole. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't wait. There's, I mean, I can, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's an episode of, uh, there's an episode here where um, uh, Sophia's drawing a line on the bottle of milk of magnesia because she thinks the gardener is uh, stealing it. And Rose walks in and goes, Sophia, I have a problem. And she goes, oh, all right, here, I'll, I'll, draw, the, I'll draw another line. <laughs> it's very good. The writing of this show was just so brilliant. And, and the so deliveries good. across the board are just, I mean, and it's carried by by four characters you get Mm -hmm. like we had literally five characters in this episode not counting the waitress right and and most of them are like that like you'll get um in later seasons um you get a fair amount of uh rose's boyfriend miles um and like Mm -hmm. you'll see men they date you know what i mean come and go um Mm -hmm. you get um sometimes their kids will show up 
Um, there's Stan, Dorothy's ex-husband, who's a Yetz. Um, he comes in and out quite a bit. Um, but for the most part, it is just them. It'll be just them and like one other person for most of them. Um, yeah, and it's impressive and, and to it's, to be consistently as funny as that show was too. And it well, in it's like the lowest rated episodes are the ones that are sort of like not them. Um, like there's one because there's a spinoff show from this, um, which yep. would be a nice segue. Um, and they had sort of a. It's not a backdoor pilot because it's not the same people, but it's like a similar idea. And so it's like dealing with not them. It's the people next door. And that is the lowest rated episode in the entire series. Um, Rightfully so. It's not great. Um, But. And it's for women. It's for middle aged women. Which is Mm -hmm. bonkers. Good for the time. Gives me a lot of hope. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think you know. there's also something to be said about this series like there is one director for most of the series mm-hmm. which means that you had one difference. person who knows what's going on and probably has everything in their mind about how these characters are so like one to keep a director that long two to that director and those actors probably have a stronger connection than any other director sure. with actors you know who have only worked a handful of times like that that's got to be a big factor with how well this show ran. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people forget how much of a collaborative process like creating TV or movies is. And when you have a director that's going to stick with the show like for a majority of episodes at least, like you're right, they they form a bond, they learn shorthand, they know how they know what each other wants, and you get a consistent picture you know, across across mm-hmm. the the show as you go, like it's it. You don't get any directors coming in and be like Dutch angles this week. Let's go. <laughs> it's, you know, they keep there's a language to it, and it doesn't surprise everybody. It's really yeah. cool to have that happen. It's not often. No, it's not. I mean, there was 176 episodes of the show, and 108 of them were directed by the same person. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just yeah, unheard that's, of. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was more common back then. I think. Um, than it is like today, especially with today's fancy pants TV shows, like thinking stuff like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, like those yeah. dramas that are like mini movies almost. You get like a guest director every week right. for those, mm-hmm. and sometimes and the that's cast like a big deal. Like, it's like I want to do it. Like, yeah, nowadays that's how you get people to watch a show, is because you'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, Tiger Watiti directed an episode. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and watch it, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. insert your favorite director here. Yeah, yeah, because they're going to add their their flavor to it. Yeah. You know, whatever that, that is. Yeah, for sure. I just, I love this show because I remember sitting in my grandma's living room and this would be on. And it's funny, like, my grandmother was probably older than these ladies at the time because oh, they're yeah. all not that old, really. No. They seem like it, but they're not. Um, and I just, and whenever I see B. Arthur uh, playing Dorothy on screen, I see my grandma a lot. <laughs> Because my, my, my dad's mom was sweetest southern woman you would ever meet. But she was also, like, tough. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, if you combine, like, uh, uh, Blanche's accent with Dorothy's stoicism, you mm-hmm. get, like, somewhere around there is my grandma. So this show, like, mm-hmm. just, it's, it just reminds me a lot of her. And it, it, was, it was fun to watch and have that kind of 
emotion come out just remembering those times, which is what this show's for, you know, a little bit of nostalgia yeah. uh, mixed in. And though I never sat and watched it seriously, I definitely was, I was excited when the theme song came on. I'll yeah. say that. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. One of the better. Mm-hmm. One of the better. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. It's a very memorable yeah. theme. Like, I, I, I don't know what the age cutoff is, but at some point, if you have a group of four four girls, like, I have a group chat, and it is me and three other girls, and we all have, like, our token golden girl that we embody, <laughs> and that's just, that's just the way it is. Um, and it does usually wind up being somebody going, oh, I'm Rose. <laughs> and we, everybody else has to reassure them that, like, no, it's okay. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Heart of gold. Heart of gold. Exactly. Yeah, the show wouldn't yeah. have worked without Rose. You, no. Somebody's got to mm-hmm. be the Rose. Yep. Yep. Uh, so it sounds like you guys all enjoyed it, which psychs Absolutely. me out. Oh, yeah. Very Absolute nice. Absolute blast. I mean, I loved it. I remembered watching Golden Girls. It wasn't a show that like I, I loved and watched all the time, but I would watch it. And I do remember the spinoff that you mentioned, but it was called Empty Nest. Empty Nest, um, yeah. And I remember when that debuted, and that was one for some some reason that played a lot in the house. I think my mom really enjoyed that show for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and so I just remember that, and I remember learning early on that it you know spun off of the Golden Girls, and Golden Girls played a lot on reruns too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was fun to it was fun to revisit it because I had not watched it in probably twenty years since yeah. I'd seen an episode of it. And and it, it just felt like slipping right back into a comfortable pair of slippers. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember I remember this show mm. being exactly like this all the time. And, and it really is. Um, like I said, I don't know that I would have necessarily picked this particular episode to be like, here's the first episode you should watch. Um, but it's not about like it's... <laughs> It's certainly not. It's a bad not a bad one. one. Mm. No, it comes out of the. Yeah. It comes out swinging. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm in. Let's roll." Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's perfect for me. Excellent. I'm so glad. Yeah. Um. So speaking of spinoffs, um, now that we've wrapped up our drug episodes, that means we have a new category, and the winner on our survey that we put out on our Twitter is spinoffs. Bow, bow, bow. Yep. So we are. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> we are kicking it off as always with Travis. Travis, where are we going? What are we doing? So spinoffs was one that I, I it took me a little while. I looked at a lot of different shows. What I fell on is one you're probably not going to uh, think of first off when you think of spinoffs. We're gonna watch a spinoff of one of my favorite shows growing up, which was DuckTales, Darkwing Duck. Oh, Oh, Leah, let's get dangerous. I'm so excited. (laughs) So I just picked an episode at random, and it is season one, episode 14. It's called Can't Buy You Love. And it'll be, uh, it's streaming in the U.S. on Disney+. Plus. So that was a somewhat deciding factor of what I chose is streaming availability. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there were a lot of choices of things. For spinoffs, a lot of shows you don't realize are spinoffs either. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which uh, I almost went with the facts of life, but because I had just mm-hmm. done different strokes, I was like, no, I'm going to mix <laughs> it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, and I could have chosen, uh, I mean, Mork and Mindy um, was one that oh, I yeah. thought about. Laverne um, and Shirley. Laverne yeah. and Shirley that was, was one, one I thought about. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I ended up uh, 
falling on Darkwing Duck, and I can't wait because uh, I nice. watched a lot of Darkwing Duck growing up as well. That's a good pick. Loved. I'm very awesome. excited. I, uh... Also, let me throw this out real quick. If you're on Twitter, follow Tad Stones. He's the creator of Darkwing and a ton of Disney stuff. He shares all kinds of stuff that he's drawing or has drawn. Very cool Twitter follow for that kind of stuff. Excellent. All right, bonus points. Follow Tad Stones. Uh, did so we get excited. any? We get any? Any? Listener? No email this week. Okay. Uh, we did have um, one response. We do have a tweet. Yeah, yeah. we had a response <laughs> to the, today's. Uh, tweet with uh, Audie's artwork, which, by the way, as always, so fantastic. Good. So good. You're, you mm, captured so Sophia, fun. like, perfectly. <laughs> oh, she's just per- absolutely. It's, it's just great. Uh, and it was from Ross, at Ross underscore McKinney, uh, which was, I'm sorry, I laughed way too loud in my office when I saw this was season four, episode 20. 420, mm-hmm. LOL, and it's the one about drugs. <laughs> I know, and yet. And it's not yet. Out. It's not about. It's not that one. Not about weed at all. Yeah, mm. I got a I got a tweet on my personal Twitter when I write RT'd Audie's wonderful art, and it was uh, from Chris Chris in Durham said, "Oh man, the Golden Girls is one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think it'd be as good as, as you wouldn't think it'd be as good as it is if you just get the synopsis, but man, those ladies were hilarious, and the writing is amazing. So there's there's another one." Which it's funny you think about this is not necessarily like whenever I think of Golden Girls, I, I'm like, oh, that's like my mom's show or my grandma's show. I've met more dudes that have been into Golden Girls mm-hmm. than I would ever expect because it's just good. It mm-hmm. bridges divides, good. man. It's just good. Just yeah. good. And a good you show. Can't not it love doesn't. Sophia, that's the problem. No, mm-hmm. she's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's to put her in a bag and carry. It's her good around writing that doesn't hold back and amazing characters that can keep a face. And yep. don't lose yeah. it. Like, Somehow. Yeah, I'm still impressed with all of that. Because <laughs> I was, I was like Stephen. I was cackling watching this episode. It was just, yeah. like, I could not contain my laughter. It was, it was <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, it takes a little bit to get me to laugh out loud. This, this nailed it. <laughs> all right. Also, interesting uh, point, real quick. I just want to make is, uh, is Rue McClanahan when they started the series was 51 years old. Mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei today is older than that. So to give you an idea wow. of, of like, <laughs> this is the golden girls and they're all between like 50 and 60. Uh, and you look yeah. at somebody like Marissa Tomei now would be that character if they were to start this show now. Which My honestly, mom, I wouldn't mind What are we doing different, that. man? It's like when everybody brings up how old somebody is compared to Wilford Brimley at the same age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul Rudd and Wilford Brimley. You're like, <laughs> one of these people had a harder life than the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or then, or you just Look, Steve Martin, and and you just hit it at like twenty, and then just stay there. <laughs> yeah, just cruise. Just like, cruise. look, I'm old at this point. I'm just gonna it's stay. Fine. This mm-hmm. is the face I, have I will banjo have. Banjo and white hair, know? and this is well, this is what you get. Yeah. Yep. Shoot, I hope to be half as cool. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, boys. Yeah. Sure does. Yeah. Sounds Excellent. good to me. Thank you all for being a friend. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Um, Travel so, down uh, the road and back again. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> can't watch, help it. <laughs> go watch Darkwing Duck. Uh, yes. And join yeah. us next week for the beginning of spinoffs. Uh, for me, for Stephen, for Audie, and for Travis. Thank you for being a friend. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.